All right, guys, what's up? We're live. Um, oh, shoot. I just got a notification from Facebook. They won't publish this because I came on more than nine minutes too late. Oh, well. Oh, well. My life will have to go on without them. <laughs> um, still doing the show today. Um, Shake was supposed to be on, but uh, he never arrived. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe the villain got taken captive by somebody from the show. So um, if you guys didn't hear, I had COVID last week. Sorry to break the hearts of all my haters, but I survived. <laughs> they didn't get me. I survived the Black Plague. I made it. I made it through the other side. Um, I'm going to have to redo the title of the show because I already blocked off the time and I wanted to do a live show. So I'll just, I'll just have to improvise and pivot. Um, <clears throat> thankfully I got some good material for you, uh, to pivot into. And, um, I think what I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about a few things. Um, I'll probably replace this, uh, show topic on how to handle, um, Insta thoughts, you know, women that you date that are obsessed with their phones and social media attention and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm off. Sorry, brother. There's there's no shake today. I know that you're really looking forward to this. I was I was actually going to ask him what his advice would be for, um, you know, somebody doing something like this in the future. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he'll maybe he'll pop in. Maybe he slept in. Who knows? Such is life when you do these live shows. It's funny because whenever I schedule in these live shows, it's like, you know, people are like, okay, da, da, da. yeah, I'll be there. And you update their calendar and you send them a reminder and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, ah, whatever. Um, anyway, you guys are not going to be disappointed with what I'm going to be talking about today. <clears throat> we're going to have some fun with this and uh, we're going to roll solo because uh, sometimes it's what you got to do, man. So, uh, what should I start with? This freaking COVID situation, dude. <laughs> I can't believe they shut down the entire economy and fleeced everybody over what is essentially a cold. Did you guys see that? Um, there's there's a 47-minute documentary. Uh, I think it's titled Watch the Water. And um, I shared it on Twitter last night. Um, do yourselves a favor and go check it out. There's some quackery in it for sure. Um but uh, there's a lot of dots connected that were previously not connected about the origins of COVID, which I found fascinating. I actually got notified of it by the doctor that was doing my IV treatment. So I had to get all healthy for this retreat that I'm doing this weekend. And I was going in daily. I was spending 300 bucks a day getting uh, two different vitamin bags uh, dripped into me. And, you know, we got talking. This guy was a real cool guy. And he was telling me about... Uh, the notion that uh, COVID is is tied to snake venom. And that's all I'm going to say. So if you go to my Twitter timeline, I posted it last night. Um, I didn't post much last night. It's pretty much the only thing you'll be able to find it. So go check it out. So there's that. <clears throat> um, maybe do a show about global anti-meat propaganda. Yeah, maybe in the future. You guys seem to like the one that I did on Klaus Schwab and the uh, global reset. So I'll um, I'll maybe talk about how they're trying to feed us bugs, which it's kind of hilarious, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, gotta gotta be careful with the YouTubes. Gotta be careful with the YouTubes. All right, let's um, grab this link over here so I can throw it up on the screen. And uh, here, let me see if I can change the title while I'm live here right now, because uh, I don't think Shake's gonna make it. So let's do this on 
how to handle being addicted to Instagram. Instagram. Let's should change, save the change. The broadcast must be scheduled. Please edit the start time. I don't want to edit the start time. I want to edit the title. Why are you giving me the option to edit the title when you won't let me do it? Maybe I got to do it after the show. Anyway, I'm doing a lot better. Thanks. You know, thanks for asking. Um, I'll have to do that afterwards. All right. Let me throw this up here on the screen and let's do how to deal with these social media addicted thoughteries. Chrome tab. Uh, Virgin share. So this is another ghosting segment from Virgin. I heard it this morning when I was going in to get my beard all cleaned up so I could look like a handsome, sexy bitch today for you guys. And um, it's it's a quick one, but this dude ditched this chick because of her addiction to her phone and social media. He was a really nice guy about it. Um, you know, your typical Canadian. Um, so that's one way that you can handle it. But I want to play it for you guys so you can hear uh, the frame around it. And uh, I'll give you a little bit of advice, in my opinion anyway, on how I would handle something like this uh, if I was out with a chick and she was doing this sort of nonsense on her phone. So um, you guys should have audio on this. If you can't hear when I'm playing this, uh, let me know. Let's speed it up because that'll just take a lot less time. My volume is up. And uh, again, let me know if you can't hear this, uh, but you should be good to go. There's no video feed. So, I mean, you just need to listen to it really because it's just these guys in a studio talking with uh, subtitles. Here we go. It sounds like you are a little bit uh, insecure, but don't worry. Like, I get it. This happens a lot. Tons of guys cannot handle like my presence on social media. Everybody, let's welcome Jessica. Jessica! It's ghosted Jessica, so it's not great that you're here, but we're still happy to meet you. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. Uh, one of the first things that I want to state here is that, you know, what you will notice is a lot of times when these women, like, call into these shows and say, oh, I got ghosted by this guy I really like. They don't tell you the whole story. It's like, I'm a victim. I don't know why he didn't want to talk to me help me out sort of thing. Right. But uh, I suspect she knew that all of this shit was coming. It's, it's, it's a bit of a, a ploy that's played. <laughs> hey, Jessica, tell us about Doug. What happened? Uh, oh my gosh, Doug. Okay. So he won't get back to me. And like, I just don't know why. And this has never happened to me before. And I just, you guys are the experts, so I figured maybe you could help me. Imagine imagine being so like consumed and narcissistic that you're completely unaware, socially uncalibrated to the extent where you don't understand that a dude doesn't want anything to do with you because you're addicted to posting on social media. I don't know why. You guys are the experts. All right, let's hear it. Okay. All right, well, let's walk it back here. Tell us a little bit about you and Doug and how you guys got started and where it was at when he stopped messaging you back. Okay, so we met on Hinge, like it was like maybe like three weeks ago and we were talking a lot through text um, and we decided to meet up. Mm -hmm. So last weekend we went to dinner at King Street West and we had a really great time. It was super fun. Okay, and that's it? Well, <laughs> and I don't know if like maybe something happened like to his phone or I thought he like followed me and then he unfollowed me. I don't know, but he won't 
text me back and I'm just wondering like I'll what's going on like if he's okay or Are you talking you know about like Instagram? I mean? We followed you followed like By the way guys um if you're dealing with a chick that behaves like this with her phone on social media uh don't just ghost her let her know straight up i don't deal with women that are addicted to their phones and posting on social media um let these thoughts know what's up usually when you, you're like yeah hey, i went out to dinner and a guy followed me i'd be like uh that's oh, scary yeah. so you're talking about social media yeah well okay. yeah i mean like maybe he was intimidated by me because like I don't know. I was kind of getting some stares. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, you know, whatever. I have, like, I'm popular on Instagram, but, you know, I just, I mean, maybe he was intimidated or scared off. I'm popular on Instagram. Like, I was getting stares. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The insufferability of this nonsense. I bet. But, like, I just want him to know, like, that I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I mean, I don't know. A follow on follow is, is not a good move. So something but definitely. I don't even happened. know if it was him. Have, have you ever liked unlike sure. something? Too? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. The or when you accidentally like something when you're creeping. And it's from like yeah. 2016. Yeah. The trick is you just go through in like a whole bunch of photos and then you message no, say, sorry, my niece had my phone. No, oh, okay. You've yeah. done that before. No. <laughs> okay. So here's what we're going to do, Jessica. It doesn't sound like anything bad happened that was like, you know, outward. So what we'll do is, is we'll call him next, you listening on the phone, and we'll find out from him uh, his side of the story. Okay, great. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. No problem. So if you haven't met Jessica, Jessica's great. Uh, she went on a few dates with this guy named Doug, and now we won't get back to her, and she doesn't understand why. Now, Jessica, you did sort of mention that you were at a restaurant with him last week on King West, and you were getting some stares. Can you explain why that was? Well, I'm popular on Instagram, and so I'm sure people recognize me. Oh, and I was, like, taking some pictures and stuff. And, I mean, also, I looked really good, so well, I wanted good. people there. Okay. okay. And and there was some sort of following, unfollowing incident, too, that you mentioned? I'm not sure. There was a Doug that followed me and unfollowed me, but I don't even know if it was him. I didn't even, like, look at his profile. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is call him with you listening on the phone like we always do. And you know this, and I ask everybody this. Are you sure you want to make this call? Because it can be yeah. harsh. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Well, let's make the call to Doug, please. Hello? Hi, is this Doug? Yeah, this is him. Doug? Uh, it's Adam Wilde, TJ, and Jax from 99.9 Virgin Radio. Good morning. Hi. Oh, uh, okay. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, pleasure to hear from you, I guess. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe wait on that. <laughs> Doug, we're, we're not actually that scary. I just, uh, you know, we wanted to talk to you about an incident last week. We understand. Um, don't ask us how. We understand that you... Uh, when I'm just scrolling through the comments here. I want to see if somebody's tagged her in it. This this popular. I'm so popular on Instagram. Note last week with somebody, and ever since you haven't responded to their texts, and we would qu classify that as a ghosting. So we're just investigating. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I fear I know who we're talking about. Uh -huh. I figured you might because unless you went to two dinners on yeah. Wednesday last week. So I did not know. It was just the one. Just the one. What's up? So what's up with you and Jessica, man? She's like one of these these Instagram social media people. Yeah. And um, I am just not that into that sort of, uh, I don't want to call it narcissism, but that sort of, you know, uh, ego, I guess. But, and that's exactly what it is. It's ego. It's narcissism. It's when women are using their phones, they're pointing the camera at themselves, right? They're not pointing it at the world, generally taking pictures of things. It's like validate me you know give me attention and show me your your likes like the the big danger and this was um this is a lot of data that was put together by dr leonard Sachs, who's a child psychologist and he says you know the big problem with screens is a lot of guys guys you know like young men get addicted to them 
um, usually around video games and girls get addicted to them seeking validation and approval um, from, you know, social media. Uh, it's basically from simps, you know, at the end of the day. So you can blame simps for all this. <laughs> anyway. Um, and because I wasn't one of her wild admiring fans or a mirror for her, she paid zero attention to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Um, yeah, I guess I can. Uh, she yes, elaborate. is, uh, very, very into herself and like, uh, you know, a, a healthy ego is one thing, but, um, when it's all about your presence on, uh, Instagram or TikTok, like everything was an Instagram moment. You know what I mean? Like everything had to be a, a photo or a video that I, I should have figured it out earlier on because she pressed me on, on taking her to, you guys know, Aretta? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Just, you know, the, I know now is the, the top Instagrammable spot in Toronto, which I, I thought it was just a nice dinner spot, but that was not the intention. You know? Okay. Um, as soon as she got in the car, when I that picture up, uh, she was on her phone. She did not get off her phone the whole time. So, look, I mean, I just got a message from Shake, by the way. He said he's, his time zone thing was off, so he's, so he's on his way. Um, the thing about this now, if you pick up a chick and she's on her phone immediately, I would just turn around and drop her the fuck off. Get the fuck out, right? Why Why would you even take her out to dinner to let her spend the night on your dime taking photographs of food for her thirsty betas? No, yeah. we, we got to the restaurant. I had to take a picture of her outside the restaurant, and we had to do a TikTok as soon as we got in. I had to take a picture of her outside of the restaurant, had to do a TikTok as soon as we got in. Are you guys hearing this shit? in the restaurant and then yeah, no. taking photos of me holding a glass making okay. me take photos of her holding a fork over food but but i only photos of me were like up my hand yeah so that's you know they got nice hands well thank you I, <laughs> that's, that's, i'm looking at them right now i wouldn't i didn't really need a picture of me but like it, you're not even yeah who, no, no, who no. are we what are we hiding you know it, it just felt i don't know it was weird man you know vague and uncomfortable and um, like I said, she just she wasn't present. You know, she wasn't there for the day. She yeah. was there for the photo. Is that something that they're into? You know, social media, cool, cool, cool. But like you said, not for you and not really the time. Yeah, hold on, there. hold on, hold on. I I think it's fair that we get the other side of this. Is it not? Sure. Is it not? Yeah, I'd like to. Okay, so you know what, Doug? We did you a little bit dirty. Jessica has been on the phone listening to this the entire time. You got to listen to this shit now. Oh, good. Hi, Doug. Um, <laughs> hi. Yeah. Oh my God! Like, are you jealous? Like, it sounds like you are a little bit uh, insecure, but don't worry. Like, I get it. She comes at this dude right now with, oh, my God, are you jealous? It sounds like you're a little bit insecure. Like, can you believe the audacity of this one? This happens a lot. Tons of guys cannot handle, like, my presence on social media. But I just want you to know, Doug, I really want to make it work with you. This is the problem with social media and these young broads today is, is, is it, it, like, they already have an overly entitled sense of self-worth. And because they have a following, I don't know what it is, a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, who cares even if it's a hundred thousand thirsty nerds that follow and like her and slide into her DMs on a daily basis, telling her how beautiful she is. She, she thinks that she's important. Like this is your job. <laughs> and I, I need a normal guy like you in my life. And Jessica. Like honest. Yes. What do you mean you need him? Normal guy. I, Another yeah, like, normal guy. Yeah, like a normal oh, guy. Like, yeah, all the guys what, what I've a, dated are trash. Nice and Doug is you're so <laughs> sweet and nice. Um, well, thanks. Um, I, I'll tell you, it's not just nah. the guys I think they can't handle. It's that the lady at the table next to us put the, her napkin over her head while you were shining that light on your food. So, like, 
I, okay, we're getting I, to, okay. Appreciate your. Face. I was working. Okay. Like, this is my job. I was working. Like this is my job. You're freaking kidding me. You think that posting your food on Instagram is a job? You dummy. This is. This is it, man. This is it. Um, you know, like take a I lunch have break. To... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I get it, but like on a first date, like yeah. you. Yeah, you say I'm a nice guy. You don't know anything about me. You didn't ask me anything. <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my God, very little so about me. you were you were oh. in your phone the whole time. I, I hate to say it, I don't think you're far off from the guys you usually date because like okay, 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 it just wasn't great. You're not right, right for each other. Okay, okay, that's, is that is that fair? You guys are not right for each other. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. No, like we can, Doug. Oh my God, you're so cute. This is like enough oh, with that, though. Yeah. I mean, let's. Where should we go next? Do you want to go to the distillery district? Oh, no, maybe get the like the amount of total zero self awareness. He's obviously telling her by ghosting her ass. He's not interested. He's t he's telling her on the live call. I'm not interested, and she's just like trying to ignore that completely and be like, oh well, you know, where should we go next? The distill the, the distillery district. Let's go to this restaurant. Let's go to that. It's like. Like zero self awareness. This is like this is red flag. This is a walking more red flags than a Chinese communist parade with this one. All right, Jessica. Well, um, okay, Jessica. I um, I, I don't really know how else to say this, so I'm gonna go now. Um, too thank nice. you, Radio host, nice. for having me on. You're very nice welcome. With you guys. Um, good luck to you guys. And watch Jessica, what she does I next. Hope you find what you're looking for. Take care. Okay. What? His, yeah, Hello, his, his, line, his line's dead. His line's yeah, dead. No. Sorry. What? Uh, Jessica, uh, I hate to tell you this. I don't think that that's going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I think he just unfollowed oh you again. This doesn't make any sense. What's happening? What is... Oh, my God. You're not meant What's, to be. He, yeah. No, I should have hung up first. What? No. No, no. no. Right. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> this trick's delusional. I should have hung up first. What's happening? I don't understand. You should have definitely hung up first. You Get did. him back on the phone. So no, she hang up no, okay, all right. Jessica, you do your thing and, and take good care, okay? And congrats on all your success. Yes, yeah, absolutely. that's awesome. Hard work. Oh, thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Have a wonderful day. What a bimbo. Anyway, that's that's life, fellas. That's life. That's that's what you get with these thoughts. So how do you handle that? <clears throat> Let's see if Shake's going to make it. How did time zone change? It threw me off. Sorry, 10-11. Anyway, we'll see if he hops in. Um. I I think that stuff like this, gents, if we're being honest, needs to be handled at the very early uh, phases. Uh, I believe they said on the uh, radio show they met on a dating app, uh, Hinge, if I wasn't mistaken. Um, you should do some recon before you deal with a chick. All right. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out with her, um, and you see her her social links, and she's spending her days on Instagram with stories and posts and reels and TikToks and da, 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 da. And it's like, you know, this is my job. Are you actually selling anything on social media? Like, are you, are you, are you able to make money off it? Or is it just, you know, validation, attention and likes? I got Shake here. He's just arrived. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Nice, nice, to, nice to see yeah. you. I had to, I had to improvise. I, uh, had the show scheduled for uh, 10 and it, and it goes live. Otherwise, they throw me off. So I did a little bit here on women that are addicted to social media. Um, I did a little ghosting segment, which is which is this radio sh show here. And I want to get your opinion on this. OK, um, 
girl goes out with a guy. She spends the entire date on her phone, posting pictures of food on, on Instagram, take a picture of me outside the restaurant, needs to do a TikTok inside the restaurant, more pictures inside the restaurant, basically the whole night on the phone. The mm -hmm. dude goes there and just doesn't bother responding. So, so she calls into the radio show trying to put the guy on the spot, like, you know, hey, why did this happen? You know, can we maybe call him up and see what he says about it? Okay. On that, man. Like, you ever been out with a chick and she's like on her phone continuously looking for validation and likes from people while you're paying for the dinner? Uh, fortunately, no, but I've heard of that happening to far too many people. And then the, the other side of that is uh, they're posting their TikToks, they're, they're doing whatever, and then they're never posting the guy. It's like, it's, it's, you know, who's out here paying for this meal and nobody, nobody ever knows because they like kind of keep that part secret. Yeah. Uh, thankfully that exact scenario hasn't really happened to me, but it's, you know, it's pretty ubiquitous in today's dating world for sure. Very common. In fact, I got, uh, my boy Moff here in the chat. He says, can I put you on my shoulders? King shake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so get me up there. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Shake is, he is the uh, villain from Love is Blind season two. Um, I I did a bit of a breakdown on the show on a on a prior podcast live a few weeks ago. And then I got a message from you uh, afterwards saying that you had seen it and that, you know, you wanted to chop it up and that you appreciated the way that I sort of framed um, the reality of what the show was and the way that you handled it. Um what was your experience on that show? Like, you know, for, for those that saw it on the outside, they saw the version that they wanted to tell, but from your end, like, is it something that you would do again or was it like a colossal waste of time for you? Uh, I, I wouldn't do it again. Um, but it also wasn't a colossal waste of time. You know, I, I certainly enjoyed a lot of it. it. It was a fun experience. I'll say, um, being, part of such a like a huge production you know what i mean um but when you say huge like like what's huge like how many people were involved with the studio a lot you know um it, it just seemed Hundreds. yeah uh because we were in a few different locations we started in la or outside la for the the pods and then mm. we were in mexico and then we were in chicago and while a few people remained constant throughout that it's like throughout each stage we'd have like a bunch of new people suddenly show up and then like they'd be gone and then you know they'd be replaced by somebody else so Got all it. in all it was a lot of people a lot of you know uh, a lot of camera people lighting people some of the producers were pretty constant throughout but mm. um it, it was fun it was cool and it wasn't until i saw my edit that i was like okay wow this is bullshit like during <laughs> during the the actual filming i'm like this is great this is going great guys was, like what are you talking about it was that different from your actual experience like the final edit that we saw was was that different from from what you perceive to be like your reality at the time like they can you know they can skew it with what they decide to show obviously and how they present you know what it is that they're showing leading up to that right yeah that's that's basically right i mean um i'll put it to you this way we were all great friends up until the show came out, you know, and even, even halfway through the show being out, we were all friends. So for example, one week before the reunion was filmed, actually it was less than a week. Um, it was Super Bowl Sunday and I watched the Super Bowl with Shane, uh, Kyle and deeps, my ex fiance, mm -hmm. we watched it together. So, 
I mean, that should show that there was at least some camaraderie there. We were still on decent terms. Um, but it's it's when the cameras turned on for the reunion that everybody started kind of like, you know, going after. I was going to say going after each other, but it was really, really just going after me, I would say, um, because I was kind of just without a doubt, the villain of the show to everybody. And it was like, hey, if if I throw shade at this guy, maybe everyone else is going to think I'm a good person, you know, and it kind of just became that way. Yeah, um, I got a bunch of notes here that I wanted to kind of like, you know, work through with you. So um I just wanted to start with Nick Lachey. Um, yeah, I heard you called him a little bitch at one point. <laughs> More than once, actually. But yeah, yeah, Nick Lachey, you know, it's just peak hypocritical, you know, like media, I guess, is, is what I would. You yeah, know, he's like a Hollywood him. puppet was the impression that I got. His wife probably runs him. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some pegging going on. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, I mean, let's just start with, you know, uh, him and his, his current wife. So mm-hmm. they they wanted to put me on blast for having preferences when, um, in reality, they met on the set of a music video. So, mm-hmm. you know, not exactly the most, uh, you know, deep way to meet somebody. Like, they saw each other. They're like, oh, this person's hot. And they... I don't. I don't know who uh, Vanessa is. Is is she an artist or was she just like a random dancing girl on the music video? I think she was a dancing girl on the music okay. video. I mean, she, was, she 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 has a career now. Videos. Yeah, it was one of his videos. Okay. I mean, I I wouldn't say that she was like uh, like a nobody dancing. You know, she's she has her own talents. I don't want to take away from take right. away from her skills and talents, but there's there's no doubt that physical attraction played an enormous role in their relationship right and and so as it does for everybody exactly 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 but then let's back it up a little bit um nick lachey and his ex-wife jessica simpson Mm -hmm. now the, the really interesting thing about this is unlike most marriages a lot of this marriage was was taped right was you know on that show Mm -hmm. and let me just say that show did not age well did not age well at all. Like if you go back and watch clips of it, and some of them have surfaced kind of since all of this started to me, he's a, he's a dick. Like he's a huge dick to her. Um, and so it's just very, again, hypocritical for him to tell me uh, anything about how it is I treat women. Because I mean, like, go look in the mirror, bro. Like, go go watch some old tapes. Yeah, that's. Um, do you know what the phrase "white knighting" means? Yeah. I've heard of yeah. that. Yeah. Like it like it seems like he and a lot of the other guys on the show, like a lot of your co um contestants or you know, co-participants, whatever you want to call them, were doing a lot of white knighting, you know, especially around the women. Um, and it was designed essentially to because I mean, like you were essentially the alpha male in the room, right? And and everybody was trying to reduce your status and your value by trying to take you down a notch by saying, Oh, he's I don't know, he's degrading or he's harsh. You know, there's different language that I heard use. Like, did you get the sense when you were dealing with them, especially during the reunion part? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say it like this. I mean, they it almost seemed like they were upset that I wasn't like bending the knee down. 
Yeah. yeah bending the knee. There you go. That's, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like pretend to be all sad and apologetic when truth be told, there isn't really anything terrible that I did. Um, and that actually made them mad, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but, but not, it was, it was really ironic because before, before that, like even Shane and I shared uh, an Uber to the airport and flew to LA and everything. It's when the cameras came on, it's only then did they feel comfortable to like kind of lay into me like that. But mm-hmm. after that happened, you know, now there is no relationship off camera, right? Mm-hmm. But before that, there was a relationship off camera. I mean, we were, we were hanging out not so long before that, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about the Super Bowl, uh, maybe a month before that we were um, at Danielle's parents' lake house. And I was there with Nick and Jarrett and Ayana, And like, it was a great time. Natalie was there too. And then uh, I had visited Shane to, to go to the bears Packers game. I visited him in green Bay and like stayed with his mom. And it was an awesome time. It's, it's just when, I don't know. It's like they took their chance to be like, all right, we, we got to make sure we don't associate with this guy because he he won't, like you said, perfect bend the knee. And mm-hmm. they didn't want to associate with me. So why do you take that approach when it comes to dealing with people? I mean, it's it's you know, it's generally only when you've got options that guys are able to like sort of live their life that way. I think for the most part, a lot of guys today are a lot softer than our parents generation and you know there's these coin terms like you know white knighting and soy boy and there's a lot of guys that would just like do do anything to make a girl look good at their expense it's like guys will become less so she can become more sort of thing and your approach was like no um i am who i am i have the preferences that i have if you don't like it then that's your problem not mine right how did you how did you arrive at that like was it like your upbringing? Is it part of culture for you or? Yeah. Hard, hard to say, hard to say. And you know, it, it's not as though I was unwilling completely to, you know, try and protect or help the image of, of my ex fiance either. I mean, the, the, a good example of that is I knew pretty early on that this, this wasn't going to work out and I'm not going to say too much, but like, let's just put it this way the wedding was going to happen one way or another, you know, let's just, let's just kind of leave it there. You mm-hmm. know, it, um, it read, had to happen read, for the show, read between the lines, you yeah, know? Okay. Um, and she knew <clears throat> pretty early on that it just wasn't, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to, it was going to be a no for me dog. You know what I mean? But I did want to give her every opportunity to, you know, leave the show with some dignity, self-respect, whatever. So I mm-hmm. said, please, if you get, if you get asked first, it's probably best that you say no first, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to put you in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say no. And then, you know, it, it, it we can agree that it looks worse if I say no. Right. So, so I kind of did that for her, not to minimize myself, but just you know, really just to protect her. Um, and I feel like it almost like, you know what they say? No good deed goes unpunished. Like now yeah. it's kind of like taking on a whole new thing. Yeah. I think you would have been an even bigger villain if you were the one that said no first. Um, yeah. you went, you went real fast from the first visual introduction to deep tea. Um, you had this like look of astonishment on your face. I think is the best way to put it. And you went real quick from, I want to put babies in you right now to, I feel like I'm dating my aunt. 
And I know yeah. what that's like because I've dated a chick before that reminded me of a, a cousin. And I was just like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I mean, pe people like were ready to bash me for for having that feeling. But I think it's a feeling that we've all had in one way or another. You know, mm -hmm. someone reminds me of my cousin or my or my coworker or like just somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Okay. Let me answer your question. So when I first saw her, I, I was thrilled with what I saw. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we had formed such a deep connection in the pods and we were so, you know, so close emotionally. And when I saw her uh, with all the like hype built around it, that, you know, the cameras are all there, the lights, the red carpet, like it's built up so much, you know, I, and when I saw her visually, I, I was attracted. I was like, Oh wow, she's, she's pretty. Like I'm attracted to this person right now. And all the emotions hyped that up even more. And it was a very pure moment. There was no, there was no faking it or, or anything there. Okay. Mm. Um, but those kind of like hyped up moments, those really high highs, they're not real. You know what I mean? Um, once, let's see, to know if there's chemistry, you have to spend some time in the lab, you know, right? And so that just wasn't enough time in the lab. Like we had, that was like a, a 15 minute thing. And then we didn't see each other for a couple days until we were in Mexico, mm -hmm. which is probably another like strategy, like, okay, like let it build up in their minds and, you know, they want to capture every moment together. So mm -hmm. once, once we got to Mexico, it's, it's different. Like now we're like kind of almost expected to have this physical connection. Right. And the cameras are on and everything else. I'll, I'll say this. I guess in past relationships, I've been, I've been a little spoiled, I guess, almost like mm -hmm. the, the girl I was dating before deeps, tiny blonde, six pack, like great shape, you know? Um, and that was, that was great. I kind of got used to that, so to speak. So once we had this, pool scene there's like really no really gentle way to say this so like once we had this pool scene you know at first i'm like okay hey maybe this is something i can kind of work past like hey the whole point of the show is to kind of like get past this physical get past what you know what somebody looks like and fall in yeah. love with their personality i've often said like nobody nobody gets excited about fucking somebody else's personality like you know i can't fuck a nice personality right yeah. But that's what they're trying to get you guys to do, right? Is to fall in love with the personality and forget what they look like. Yeah, yeah, basically. And 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 I'll tell you this: she's and I still find her pretty. I I still think she's pretty. But like, once you know, you're like, if you're in like say a pool together mm -hmm. and you're like up and close and like feeling each other, your body is gonna either respond or it's not gonna respond, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not it's not even something you think about because like even then I'm like looking at her, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's she's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl, but we oh, are animals. You know, I, I know they kind of came after me for this, but we, we are animals. Like we have biologic cues that we pick up on and like subconsciously act on. Mm -hmm. And those, those cues in this case, you know, they weren't there for me. And that's, mm -hmm. that's when I kind of knew pretty fast because that's not something that kind of develops over time. No, um, it's there right away. Yeah. It's absolutely there right away. I mean, you know, often, uh, 
within the first few seconds, you know, when you see them, especially if they're wearing the right clothing and the lighting's good, like you'll know right away. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, you're hundred percent right. So, I mean, the whole premise of the show was to stick a man and a woman in these pods with a wall between you. <clears throat> and then you kind of like chop it up. Like you just sort of have conversations. Um, they showed obviously clips of highlights that they wanted to show. How much time did you guys actually spend in the pods talking to each other in total? Um, so it was about 10 days, I want to say. Um, and as you kind of moved along, as you made connections, you would spend longer and longer with the people you made connections with. So, so would like, you like reserve time with somebody that you wanted to see again, you know, sort of thing, and they would put you together with that person? It, we didn't have as much control. Um, I mean, we did get, we had a say in who we wanted to see, but, mm -hmm. but there's also an aspect that they were controlling. So like when you went in and you'd hear their voice and you figured out who it was, you'd be like really happy. Like, Oh, it's my person or, or, Oh, this is not one of the people that I'm super interested in. Maybe we'll just kind of like keep it polite and like hang out for a little bit. I but saw that I, they kind of put Shane on the spot at one point and, swapped out like natalie for shana and he thought it was the other girl and there was that big drama that unfolded because of it like that was part of the production yeah i think that was that was his own fault honestly because it, it's never where you like expect somebody like mm -hmm. you know from the beginning that you you don't know until you're in there talking to them and like mm -hmm. part of the fun of it is you go in there you try and figure out who it is based on their voice and usually you can pretty quick mm -hmm. so yeah, I, there's no like switcheroo that could really happen. I mean, um, yeah. Did they end up telling you guys to stay away from questions that would lead towards um, the optics of attraction, height, weight, hair length, hair color, stuff like that? Because I mean, like you were clever about it because you're all like, hey, you know, I like music festivals. Uh, I like putting girls on my shoulders at music festivals. Would I have a problem putting you on my shoulder at a music yeah. festival sort of thing? Yeah. Well, um, they, they kind of said, remember what the point of the show is mm -hmm. kind of like that. Like it wasn't like, like, I don't care. I, I need to know what she looks like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for both of our sakes, I didn't want to be in a situation where I was so far out of the ballpark of my physical range that like, it's like, okay, now it's really a waste of time, you know? Yeah. And I tried to say that at the reunion too. I was like, Hey, I want to get in the ballpark. I wanted it to work. You know, for the initial stages, you know, I believed in this maybe working and I wanted to give it a, a fair shot. Um, looking back now, I'm like, OK, I don't know that, you know, th the point of the show was to like clown on people once, you know, once they, you know, put themselves out there. Now I get mm -hmm. that. But at some point, I, I, I believed in the show for, you know, what they were claiming. Um, men are generally considered success objects. So, I mean, did, did women ask questions that were, that were tied into things that women seem most interested in? Like how tall is he? How successful is he? What do you do for a living? I mean, you're a veterinarian, so you're essentially a doctor, right? I mean, you've done well for yourself. Did, did they have any of those like questions come up at you when you guys were doing your pod stuff? Cause I didn't see that end up in the final uh, piece. The only thing that really ended up was like, you know, you basically trying to size them up for weight. <laughs> um, so those sort of questions were completely kosher, you know, I mean, Oh, they could ask uh, you what you did for a living, how tall you are. 
Well, not okay. So not the tallest much because that's physical, but like yeah. as far as like you know your career and things like that, those were completely acceptable to ask. Funny, funny how that is, eh? You know, because, yeah. You know, it's okay for women to find out, you know, what it is that you do for a living, which translates into your earning potential, right? Because women are always concerned with a guy's future, you know, sort of thing. Totally. But you can't figure out what it is that she looks like, which is the most important thing to men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is far more important to men than it is to women. I mean, it is important to both, but um, I think we can we can agree upon upon that and just so you know here's some tea for you so um and this obviously never made the cut but but i did get asked not how tall i was but i was asked by ayana how tall a couple of the guys were including Jarrett, because mm. she was trying to narrow down the pool for herself right so like this is ayana the same person who like you know wanted to call me out called you shallow called me shallow called me a narcissist everything between you know and it's just really interesting it's like all right you you are so comfortable being the person they portrayed you to be um which is like this perfect you know little angel um and enough so that you can try and like bring me down too and and that's not to say anything like terrible about ayana she is a nice she is a nice girl you know she's there's nothing awful i have to say about her <clears throat> but if you're going to call me out for doing something that you pretty much did, that's a little hypocritical. Yeah. Are those two still together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, who else ended up together at the end? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, the tall dorky guy. He's very awkward with a girl that used to be fat. Oh yeah. Nick. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. like that guy at all. He's, he's a, he's an awkward, strange fella, isn't he? Well, aside from being awkward and strange, it just, it, most of the time we were all very suspicious of him because he'd like roll up to the group and be like, so how's your sex lives? It's like, it's like, who asked you to ask us that? Like he was probably a virgin before the show. That's probably why. Maybe but it was more like, it was more like he like, somebody like pulled him aside and they were like, all right, Nick, we need you to find out this information and like, get in there, go. So it's like, we're like, what are you, are you even a contestant? Are you secretly like, were you planted here? You know, like I never trusted the guy. And like, it's, it was very obvious, like with the questions he would ask um, that he would be trying to stir up some kind of drama. Um, as far as the, you know, that goes, I wasn't affected as much as like, like Shane and Natalie and stuff like that. But right. it was, just from watching it happen, I'm like, dude, I don't trust you at all. Yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely threw off some weird vibes. Um, Shane also threw off some really strange vibes, too. Like, the guy looked like he was on something. Like, I don't know if he snorted a line every day or if he's on, a like, somewhere on the spectrum with his personality. Like, what was up with Shane? Yeah. Um, Shane's an interesting dude. I mean, he, he definitely had the most, like, outbursts of anybody throughout that throughout i just the, gotta put filming. you on pause for a sec shake i got my sure. cleaners over just give me one second okay, okay. just bear oh, with me okay. sorry no worries all right all right all right sorry about that man you're just about to say no worries no um he he had like several 
outbursts throughout the show, like some of which on camera, many, many, many of which off camera. And I'm like, this, this dude is unstable. I, I was still friends with him. Like I, you know, um, he, he was actually one of the guys that I got along, uh, got along with the most for whatever reason. Um, we saw eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but a lot of times I was like, this guy, like, I'm a little worried about him. Um, I don't know if you've heard any of the rumors that were going around about, I don't know. You kind of said some of them, you know, about like what's probably going on and you're not completely wrong about those, you know, without me saying too much. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I hope he's, I hope he's doing okay. Like what, what upset me about Shane the most after filming, there was many times he showed up at my condo with nowhere to go, needed a place to crash, like sleeping on my couch. Like I'm helping him out, you know, or like you call me in the middle of the night. Like he needs to talk, something like that. Like, you know, he, he's kind of a wreck. And a lot of it is because of the reasons that you kind of alluded to. Mm -hmm. And he was just so so quick at the reunion to like jump on this thing with everybody else. And like, once that happened, you know, it happened kind of early on in the reunion. I, I was like, okay, like I know now that I have no friends here. And for <laughs> that, for that reason, I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start saying the truth then, you know, like if this is how it's going to be, I'm not gonna like, I'm not going to play this game where like everyone's protecting each other, but then coming after me, I'm like, all right, fine. I'm just going to start like being honest about what happened. Mm. Um, another couple I wanted to ask you about as well. And I uh, talked about it in that uh, prior podcast that you said that you saw with uh, Kyle and Shayna. And oh. on the show, there was a portrayal that this dude was like simping for a girl that clearly didn't seem to have genuine interest in him um yeah what was going on behind the scenes you know with those two beyond what i had talked about on that um feedback yeah so i know he appeared to be uh, like sitting along like you said but another layer to it um let me start by saying this. Every single person on the show went on it to some degree looking for fame, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you don't go on a show like this without that in the back of your mind, you know? Um, every single one, including me, you know? And, and, and that, hey, I mean, that's kind of the point of the show, one of the points of the show. But there's some people who really did it for fame, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And Kyle is a perfect example of that, you know? Um, Kyle, he's applied to like 20 different reality shows, you know, dating and not dating. Um, he, he knew where he stood with Shayna, but he's like, okay, like, let's just like try and see how far we can go with this, you know, keep mm -hmm. this going along. Um, he's applied to several dating shows since the show has come out. He's taken acting lessons, things like that. So like, that's that's where I stand with him. Like Shayna, on the other hand, I think she felt something for Shane. And yes, she did accept the the you know engagement to be on the show, show a little bit longer. I think she she wanted it to get another chance at like talking to Shane and to be on the show a little bit longer, you know. Mm -hmm. But for Kyle, I think it's like a straight up like like he would have. 
I don't know. Like if, if, if that like whole simp role of his like were to continue into like all the way to the wedding, like he would have just rode that out if he could have, you know, he has no, he has no problem with, with looking that way. If it means getting the camera time. Um, and, and he's kind of on my shit list too, because at the reunion, I'm not sure if you recall, but he, he made this big dramatic phrase where he's like, shake you, you screwed up, man. I could have married deeps. It could have been me who got engaged to deeps. Like he expected me to be like, Oh, I was like, dude, just go marry her then, bro. Like, go ahead. Like, like, what's stopping you? Like, you have, you have, you know, my my blessing. And the the thing that pissed me off about that, like I said, less than a week ago, we're watching the Super Bowl, right? Why don't you tell me then, bro? Or the the fifty times we hung out before that, we hung out so many times between filming, rapping, and then the reunion being filmed. It's obvious he just wanted to save that to be dramatic and like kind of throw shade at me at the reunion, mm-hmm. you know. So like I lost I lost a lot of respect for the guy. What did you learn about human nature um, between men? I mean, this is a two part question. So, mm-hmm. like from the show and from your experience, you know, post show, obviously, what did you learn about you know the nature between men? You know, as friends because you obviously live with the guys you know between the pod sort of sessions and all the girls were on the other side and what did you learn about women you know the dynamics between men and women yeah um i mean that's that's a pretty open-ended question but you know i i will say this i think um you know the 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 concept of groupthink is a very very real thing mm-hmm. and um you know the men who had no problem like joking around with me and like you know allowing me to to be open with them and like even giving me feedback normal constructive feedback um initially once the girls kind of got more involved with them now they're like spilling everything to the girls and like you know these are just just like you talk to your guy friends when you need someone to talk to and you want some advice. Like imagine if those guys like went behind your back and like suddenly spilled all that to the girls, like that some things are not meant to be heard by the opposite sex. Right. Mm. Um, But in a situation like this, I honestly feel like, I don't know what the right word for is. You know, you were talking about the white knighting thing. Like that was in full force. That was in full. Full, 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 especially on a show like this, where you know the women are typically going to have more of a you know they're, they're going to be featured more. They're going to become more famous. They're going to be you know more prominent. We'll say mm-hmm. so because of that. Like this white knighting is like to another extreme. It's like oh okay, I used to be on this guy's side, but. Now I'm seeing that this, you know, the, the girls are being kind of, you know, they're more prominent. They have more influence. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm on, on the girls team now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's very obvious, like for the rest of the cast, it's kind of like what the girls do. The guys kind of follow along. Like they're almost trying to like stay on the girl's good side to be in like what do you invited think of that? to stuff. What I think, think it's sad, like, bro. I think it's guys sad. Guys letting women lead. I mean, I, I, I don't think 
I, I I I don't think from like a sexual polarity standpoint, but at all. But I I I think it's I, I think it's sad that like these guys aren't confident enough to kind of like make their own way for better or for worse, you know. But I mean, isn't that um, the status of masculinity today in the West, generally speaking? Is is you know guys are becoming less, so women can become more. They always defer to their wives. I mean, it's why you hear this stupid lyric that all these married nerds always regurgitate over and over again, happy wife, happy life, right? Like these are the same guys that will go to Google at 10 o'clock at night, you know, when their wives are in bed watching some stupid TV show going, how do I get my wife to fuck me sort of thing, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's uh, it's pervasive and um I'm not sure how we got this way. And you know, I, I know you kind of asked me before, it's like how, you know, what part of your childhood or whatever, like, you know, when did you have the wake up call? And I, I'm not sure. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. It just, it just didn't really jive well with me. I mean, my parents are happily married. They're, they're great. I, I, I love them both. Um, Is your father the patriarch, like the one that led the family? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, my, my mom, she's also like very, vocal and well-spoken and, and all that too but like in, in a good way you know what mm -hmm. i mean i i don't i don't see i don't see any you know mismatch there um mm -hmm. but you know actually now that i think about it i i did read a book by Corey wayne are you familiar with him oh not that one that's dude i, I gotta send you a copy of my book okay yeah <laughs> anyway, i'd love to read it okay so Corey wayne so what happened no i just want to say that that um you know as, as far as mindset I did learn a lot from that book, you know, and, and it's, I, I have to read your book still, but you know, it's a good starting point. It's, it's, um, it's not going to get you to a 3% man. I tell guys it'll get you like 30%, like it'll get okay. you not in the top for sure, but yeah. Okay. Well, no, just, just the, just, there's an idea there where it's like, you know, a man follows his purpose and then you know, once you're following your purpose, everything else falls into place, including your relationships. Right, Moff got blocked on Insta, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> but you know, but that 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 always you know stuck with me. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do what's best for me, and then like, I'm I'm driving this bus, and like, you can hop on the bus, and yeah. we can have a great time. Or like, if you don't want to be on the bus, that's okay. But I'm not gonna hop on your bus. You know, I, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let you drive my bus. Yeah, this, and. And I mean, the second part to that was also like, what did you learn about the dynamics between men and women from that experience on that show? Um, Were there any the, big lessons for you or? Huh, the, the dynamics between men and women. I mean, I, I, I think men are very visual creatures. I think that's, that's going to matter to us. Like it always will matter to us. I mean, there, there should be maybe an experiment where like, the the men can't see the women but the women don't know like anything about our careers you know what i mean like 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 you were saying because like mm. the scale is different it's it's not apples to to apples really here um what what we what we judge or evaluate uh women on is not the same as what they evaluate us on um I'd say that'd be the, the biggest takeaway and, yeah. and that love is not blind, man. It's just not, it's just not, you know, like even at the end of the day, if you have like the best, best career and everything, like how you look is still going to matter to the woman. Definitely. I noticed that they casted, um, some, 
overweight women on the show, but they didn't cast any overweight men or short men. I didn't see any short guys anyway. Is that the was that the casting? You know, generally speaking, on uh, you know, not, there there were some, there were some, um, a couple guys that were on the shorter side, some on the taller side, mm-hmm. um, and then there were some, some you know, thick women. I would say, um, too. And actually, one of them did make it quite far, almost did get engaged, mm-hmm. you know? And, and obviously, we didn't know, you know, what anyone looked like beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it worked out that way. It worked out that way. I don't, I don't know that it was, like, purposely planned. I mean... Don't get me wrong. I'm like I'm not defending this production company by any means. Like you know, I don't I don't really like them or feel good about them. But I I think they made a decent effort in this regard. Um, but for whatever reason, it didn't didn't play out that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you saw in the beginning pod scenes. You know, I'm like talking about working out or something, and then like the girls like, no, I don't work out. Like so she she got pretty far she my my friend on the show almost proposed to her was like mm-hmm. very 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 close and like that very well could have happened like we were all that would know, have been interesting to reveal the the doors and walk into a room where a girl doesn't look fit doesn't look fit yeah you know i mean there's people have types that yeah that that girl I know happens to do very well with men in, in real, in the real world. So it's interesting. So, you know, everyone, everyone has their type, you know, um, did, did people try to cancel you after the show? I think I heard you say somewhere that, you know, you had a lot of issues with the public generally speaking afterwards where they were, they were trying to make your life miserable. Like did they come at you at your, at your work? Like what did they do when they tried to cancel you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cancel culture is real. I mean, it's, they were coming after me on online. They were coming after my mom online. I'm, I'm dating a girl now and like she, it's gotten better now, but she was getting tons of hateful messages and it's, from men or it's from really, women. Uh, you know, from mostly women It's mostly women. There were men though, too. There were definitely men though, too. Mm. Um, I would say as far as like positive messages, it was, actually more of like an even split men mm-hmm. and women, but for the hateful messages, a lot more women than men. Yeah. Women, yeah. women hate other women more than men do. I think, especially if they're doing better than them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hate other women. They were hating on me. They were sending mean stuff to my mom. Um, I, as far as my work goes, I, I did my best to kind of like remove myself from the website and everything else. It, it never got too, too bad at my mm-hmm. work thankfully i mean as a professional you know i, I think they respect that mm-hmm. what i'm doing is you know different than who i'm on tv however people in the comments you know, they would say stuff like i would never bring my dog to him blah 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 mm-hmm. or like or worse or worse um did you ever lose comments, any customers as a result maybe you know mm-hmm. but it you know it's possible that's nobody like flat out like sent you an email and said shake this is what i think of you on the show and you're such a bad guy blah 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 i'm never bringing my puppy to you ever again no nothing like that but but i will say you know who i was made out to be um to these people i i don't know how things kind of you know it's like a game of telephone right like 
you hear something, you tell somebody, and then they tell somebody else. But like, I don't know how it got to the point it did where like people are saying like, this is the biggest bigot, um, you know, degrading, blah, 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 blah. Because I'll go back and watch the show and I'm like, when when did I really say anything all that bad? Like, show me a quote where I was that bad. What I can show you is literally any comment that, you know, any comment is like 10 times worse than anything I did or said, you know, like the, the, mm. the sort of hateful things that people say to me or send to me so much worse, so much worse than anything I ever said. So I don't know how that happened. Like, I really don't understand it. Yeah. People, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's strange, right? Cause I mean, like you just express preferences, which is all that I really saw was a guy that actually had a backbone to stand up and say, I like pretty girls. I like girls that I can pick up and put on my shoulder. I like blondes, you know, it's, you know, sort of thing. Like what's wrong with expressing a preference. But I think what the problem is today is because we have this, everybody's a fucking hero now, right? Like, you know, the guy that's like, you know, 150 pounds overweight, it's like, oh, well, you're a hero for being so strong and brave. Or, um, there's this, um, uh, there's this plus size model. Her name is Tess, ha Tess Halliday. And she's so strong and brave today. She's about 400 pounds from what I can tell, you know, from the pictures, but she's, but she's strong and brave today because she's talking about her battle with anorexia. Right. And it's like, you know, they put her on magazine covers, like they put her on the cover of cosmopolitan oh. and it's like this acceptance movement to mediocrity is, um, you know, like it's ingrained in the fiber of society now is what I'm seeing. And it's like, you know, a guy like Shake who shows up on the on the show and he's just like, I like pretty girls. I like fit girls, you know, sort of thing. And it's like, holy shit, the internet blows up, right? Yeah. Really You're on does. the wrong show, Shake. You're on the wrong show. Yeah. Um, I wish you would have called out Nick when you had the opportunity there. Um, but I guess, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty when you when you think back on those things. I would have loved to have called him out like there's so much stuff i could have said it's just i i guess i in in the moment i didn't know it was gonna get as bad as it got now that i know that it like got that bad i'm like okay i could have gone back and like <laughs> i may as well have just taken advantage of that opportunity and gone off mm. but yeah one of the um one of the pillars of attraction is status. Like we know women are attracted to guys that, that have status. I mean, your, your social media following, I'm sure blew up, you know, on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, how has life changed for you after the fact now that you've become recognizable and popular? Like, I'm, I'm sure there's been times where you've been out with your girlfriend or on a date and it's like a random will just like see you and be like, Oh my God, it's shake. And I, what did it? And they, you know, like, like basically pile all over you and they put you up on a pedestal. How did all of that change your life after the fact? Um, it's been awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I mean, I don't think everybody enjoys it, but I am a friendly outgoing person. I always have been. And all the hate is online. All the love is in real life. You yeah. know, like I haven't met anybody in, in real life who's like fuck you dude like no they're like hey man i agreed with you blah 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 like i, I totally get it blah 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 blah, blah all this stuff mm -hmm. and it's, it's been awesome and and you know like you were saying going out and having someone come up to me it's every single time i go out you know um and so my girlfriend lives in miami i'm kind of like moving my way down there now too because chicago is kind of cold for me and you know i'm kind of taking this new fresh start down there um down there it's even more people that seem to like me. Like I cannot go anywhere without being stopped. And mm -hmm. 
I think she, I don't know. I mean, she doesn't seem to mind it at all. I, I mean, like she's kind of, you know, we kind of have the same mindset. It's like, Hey, let's kind of like, you know, use this for good, you know, kind of like make sure we make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is exciting for people to meet me and realize that I'm a nice, friendly guy. And like, I'm going to try and add something positive to anybody I meet, but, but overall it, it's good, man. I mean, yeah, it's just very interesting that it's just so easy to hate from behind your keyboard and it's just, it's just easy to pile on. But I like to say, it's like, okay, like for all the hate I'm getting online, I'm, I'm winning in real life. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been DJing for like five, six years, just, just totally for fun. And like, now I get to do that at a bigger scale and like have more fun doing that and see more success with that. Um, it, it, it's, it's been all good for me in that regard. Have you found that you've been able to book more gigs just as a result of the TV show? Hey, we got shake, uh, spinning tonight from love is blind. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of worked out that way. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not to like abuse that, I guess, but, mm-hmm. um, Hey, May as well have fun with it while I can. Yeah, you might as well, man. Um, you're working on a podcast now, Love is Blurry. What's so I had, I had to change it to Life is Blurry because I said Love is Blurry on the Too show. Yeah. And yeah, and that's like a whole copyright thing. Um, but Life is Blurry is, is supposed to just shed light on traditionally blurry topics or just controversial topics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like sex work, like cancel culture, modern dating is, is blurry as hell. Right. So I've had a few different guests come on and, and provide their unique input. Um, I'd love to have you on too sometime if you're willing, just because, you know, um, we see okay. eye to eye on a lot of things and, um, I know, I know your approach, your approach to dating and approach to life, you know, uh, it makes sense for a lot of people. And, um, I think people need to kind of hear, that you know what the media puts out on on netflix and on tlc is is not real it's like a very romanticized version and it's like a very female friendly version you know and and the interesting thing is i mean a lot of the the things that we romanticize and show on these tv shows it's what i feel it's what i feel women think they want but if that's what they get in real life that's not what they want you know, they, they want somebody to take charge and like kind of handle things. Yep. They, you know, that whole, I just, you know, women will go and cry on the shoulder of the nice guy and then go, go off and fuck Mr. Exciting. That doesn't call her back the next day. Right. So it's like, you know, there's a big discrepancy between what, what women say they want and what they actually want and what they respond to. Um, and that's what I've spent a lot of the time over the last couple of years talking about on my show. I mean, you guys that are watching right now that have been watching my channel for ages already know that. Um, I think that you were like, <clears throat> you know, I think it's interesting because what I saw when I was watching the show and especially at that reunion special, and I did watch a couple of interviews that you did on YouTube afterwards, um, you know, with some other podcasts privately and like, you know, with some of the larger media companies, I saw this guy that basically went on a show thinking that, you know, he wanted to try it out to see what would come up of it, but kind of got red pilled in the process because there was a bunch of lies that you believe that you found out weren't, wasn't part of like, you know, your reality. And when you express that people got very upset and they don't want you to talk about those things. And it's like, 
and that's fine. Um, you know, the, actually, you know, the fewer people that understand these concepts and apply them to life, uh, the better off they, you know, they do on their own. We don't, we don't need the world to unplug from comforting lies. In fact, I think it's, it's easier for those that are unplugged to let them uh, sleepwalk through life. And, uh, it's like, you know, well, we're like, we're the ones that get it and you guys don't get it. And that's totally fine. Yeah, no, what well said. I mean, I think I was like maybe half plugged in, half out, you know, when I went on that show and then that experience, like it forced me to unplug completely just as I kind of saw the hypocrisy around me. And then, you know, especially at the end there where it, it essentially turned into, if you don't believe in this kind of like bullshit thing that happened, like if you don't mm. think that this is the way love is, then you're wrong. And that's when I really have to just put my foot down. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like that's completely mm. bullshit. Like you, you're going to hate on me because I'm shedding light on the obvious glaring issues with this experiment. And even though you call it an experiment, you, you want to force feed this and I'm not going to let that happen. Good. Good for you, man. Anyway, um, it's been a blast. Thanks for uh, hopping on. Where do you want to send people to um, consume like any of your stuff? Like, do you want to send them to the podcast or? No, my my Instagram is at the puppy doc, and um, you'll you'll see links there to get to the podcast and everything else. Um, the podcast is life is dot blurry, but like I said, you can find that for my main Insta, and um, yeah, send me a DM if you have any questions. Uh, you know, I do my best to get back to everybody. And, uh, you know, you'll see that I'm an open book. I'm a, I'm a friendly guy. Uh, don't believe everything you see on TV. Cool. Appreciate it, man. Don't go anywhere just yet. I'm just going to wrap okay. up the show and we'll talk privately for a minute or